Thank you for joining us. It is November 12th, 2020. So much is happening in the world. So I urge you to please download this cast so you can find us on our very site, the Royal Kingdoms Podcast, on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Listening Notes in LA. Today we're going to address lessons and losses. I will begin with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. But please forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but please, Father, deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, there has been a lot going on in our since our last uh, posting, and um, we... We are really facing a lot in the world at this moment. And so we're today we're going to address something that's very heavy on all of our hearts and all of our and all of our minds. Um, this lesson is called Lessons of Losses and Gains. And it was stated by the Lord Himself through Yeshua HaMashiach. If the world loves you, then you are of this world. But if the world hates you, you have joined the plight of the cross. We will turn to John fifteen nineteen. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet, because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Brethren, any true men of God will go through many trials in their lifetime. Sometimes it seems like the world's hatred is endless. The Lord has an appointed, He has appointed men for this time which we are in, as He did in the Old and the New Testament. However, many people miss His message. They mistake prophets for liars or deceivers, but in reality, it all goes back to God Himself. He is very patiently awaiting on His lost sheep. To find him, although many turn against the thought that their desires are the ones that surpasses the laws and kingdom of God's laws, when in fact nothing surpasses the righteousness of our God, our Father, or His laws. When we look to this land, we become perplexed because we see great divisions. However, under a microscope, those divisions are ever clearer. They are in fact drawn lines, ones in which we should never cross. Yet those very lines have ties to the kingdom of God or to darkness. When we allow darkness to manifest in any way in our lives, it will take a strong root, a strong hold, if you will. It can shape the way we think, live, choices we act on, each time binding us closer and closer to its side. These are said the roots in which the kingdom of God, our Lord Almighty, will cut off the branches and cast into the fire. Once burnt, it will not bear a life or anything as such. However, if that branch is linked to a child of God 
and they haven't worked to clean their souls by repenting and aligning with the will of God, then they too will be cast out into the fire. Let's just look at this for one moment. We have very big divisions uh, in the world. There are some platforms of abortions. There are platforms of silencing words from that which we do not find appeasing to our society. People have the false belief that our God does not rebuke us. They are very wrong. Some pastors and false prophets may, may not profess this, and it is misleading the flock. We are standing at a time of a strong choices, ones that could in fact be life or, and death choices. But the Lord our God encourages us to look to Him, to His appointed people, for direction. At this, at this moment in our society, clear differences mark no moral equivalence, which puts us all at odds here on the land. But in the face of God, it too puts us as an enemy of His kingdom, the very reason Satan was thrown out of His heavenly kingdom. If you believe it's okay to have an abortion, or to force your nation to pay retribution for evil acts, or steal from a neighbor, or small fractions of people stealing from their very nation, and you believe God is okay with that, you are sadly mistakenly wrong. As stated in Psalms 15, we're going to turn to Psalms 15, chapter 15, number 1, beginning. Who shall abide in the tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness, and speak the truth in his heart. He that not backbiteth, not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor take up reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is contempted, but he honor them that fear the Lord, he that sweareth to his own hurt, and change not." He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent, that he doeth these things shall never be moved. Here in Psalms 15, the standard is set by God in heaven. If you hold this standard, his standard, in your life and with your whole being, remember, any actions we partake in this earth is under judgment under the kingdom of of heaven, who draws the line and establishes the foundation of righteousness. Yet people sit in dismay as to why our land is corrupt and the people are turning more dark. We're going to turn right now to chapter uh, 8, Isaiah. Here in Isaiah, I'm going to begin from 8, 9 on, but I encourage you to read this whole chapter and it states what will come to pass so here in like here in chapter 8 9 be shattered O you peoples and be broken into pieces give ear all you far countries gird yourselves and be broken in pieces gird yourselves but be broken in pieces take counsel together but it will come to nothing Speak the word, but it will not stand, for God is with us. Hallelujah. For the Lord God spoke thus to me. 
with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people, saying, Do not say a conspiracy concerning all that this people call a conspiracy, nor be afraid of their hearts, nor be troubled. The Lord of hosts, him you shall hallow. Let him be your fear. Let him be your dread. But he will be as a sanctuary, but, but a stone of the stumbling and a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel. As a trap and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and many among them shall stumble, they shall fall and be broken, be snared and taken. Bind up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples, and I will wait on the Lord, who hides his face from the house of Jacob, and when, and I will hope in him. Here I am, and the children who the Lord has given me. We are for the signs and wonders of Israel, from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. And when they say to you, seek those who are mediums and wizards, who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? Should they seek the dead on behalf of the living, to the law and to the testi testimony? If they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. They will pass through it hard-pressed and hungry, and it shall happen when they are hungry that they will be enraged and cursed their king and their God. Look upward. They will look to the earth and seek trouble and darkness, gloom and of anguish, and they will be driven into darkness. And this is really pointing to the time that we're in at this moment. We have so many people at different odds on the, in the world. And so the only one thing we can do is if we repent and align with God, align with God's will, then not only will he hear us, but we will hear him. I keep hearing people say, show me, or I don't see it, or I don't see that. It's perhaps that you haven't totally surrendered to the will of God. It's only when we have truly humbled ourselves before Almighty God and Yeshua HaMashiach is when God's grace can open us up and see us. And in this interaction, we're opening up to the acceptance of the Holy Spirit. But ultimately, God himself decides when the anointing will take place. For we can't demand it or pray our way into it without repentance and embracing that Yeshua died in Calvary and he resurrected. It is here where faith is the most important key to heaven. Because if we embrace our connection to God through Yeshua's, Yeshua's sacrifice and deliverance of our sins, then we will witness the works of God. If we truly embrace all his works at the cross and his gift of sacrifice for our sins and his gift of deliverance, then yes, we are his witnesses to his works and to the kingdom of heaven. So let's return to the here and now. If we embraced Yeshua's plan for us, why would we consider ourselves misguided or forgotten? 
to the point that doubt any blessing come our way or even blessings of spiritual guidance through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit, men of God, for if we embrace the plan, why would we discard sound direction in the continuation and path to the kingdom of God? It's plain and simple. It goes back to Samuel 8, where Samuel delivered the news back to God himself that his people wanted an earthly king to rule over them. This was a total rejection of God himself. Had he not proven to the people with bountiful crops of wheat, wine, animals for meat, had he not blessed them every day with their very lives and enlarged their families and servants, etc.? It's really simple, people. Do not have any problem rejecting authority and of a high majesty, in this case, the mighty king of heaven. People quickly embrace that that they can see with their eyes and embrace that what they can see and feel and touch with their hands. But people demand their ways be considered, but these ways are short-sighted. However, we have a mighty God who has received so much rejection from every generation since Adam and Eve. But these rejections are not without consequences. No, they are not. Remember, many prophets were rejected in the Testaments, old and new. And of course, Yeshua, too, was rejected himself. Yeshua was God in the flesh. Yes, he humbled himself into this world of evil. Light came here to us. He is an amazing God. Thank you, you great Elohim. But the people still rejected him. During his time on earth, he did, in fact, display many miracles. As there are 41 instances in the Bible, I will quote this one. Matthew 15, 30. And large crowds came to him, bringing with them those who were lamed, crippled, blind, mute, and many others. And they laid them down at his feet, and he healed them. Those, in fact, were witnesses with testimonial accounts throughout the Bible, apostles and many scribes, but he still was put to death because of the non-believers? Or was it the fear of the evil occupant of this earth to silence the knowledge of the living God? Whatever the reason, Yeshua's plan won and still prevails to this very day and into eternity, because he broke the curse of the land. Still people rejected him. And it is those very people God has been so patiently awaiting for their return back to him. There is, a, there is good on this land because of God's grace, for he is merciful. But people still reject. But soon the rejection of these same said people will remain with them, because God the God, God's time is at hand. The Lord's time is upon us. And it is time for us to stop in our own path of destruction when Yeshua has offered us a way out and back to His grace. Why would anyone foolishly throw this opportunity away? 
When we choose God's grace through Yeshua HaMashiach, we leave our old man behind, our old self. It's the one way of knowing we are a new creation in God through the Holy Spirit. But it also means we embrace God's ways, His laws, His covenant to the Holy Land. Amen. If we stand with they who reject our Almighty God, then we stand with our enemy and then we too become the enemy of God. So to those of you who say love everyone, be careful, for an enemy of God is our enemy. And I go back to the divide. We cannot embrace the kingdom of God and embrace the earthly worldly desires, for the kingdom of God is far, far, far above the highest of heaven, as are his ways, as is his mercy. But evilness is not of his ways, nor the evildoers in the whole world. And that's where we must use discernment to rise up to the standard of God's will for us on this earth. Rejection is never the answer in consideration of God's will for us. For he knows all and what we think. He transcends in all bounds. He, he far knows our needs and he warns us way before the calamity will happen. But to, to reject his wisdom is to place ourselves in arm's way. It is here where we will get a teaching lesson if we live from our decisions. But to play with fire and fully reject our, our Lord and King is just plain ignorance that might keep us from really seeing his mighty heart and his plan for our life. I remind you again, brethren, in Matthew 7, 13, Enter through the narrow gate, for the wide gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. And I end here with Matthew 7, Matthew, I'm sorry, Matthew 18, 2 to 3. Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and he said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. I truly hope this message you take to heart and dig deep inside and look to the Lord and pray. I truly pray that you have received this very message from God in heaven today. I ask you to please pause from your life and take a moment to reflect on what has been told to you today. God's kingdom is at hand and he is soon to come. I say God bless you and may he find you seeking his face. I want to thank you for listening to Fruit of Thy Spirit podcast and radio here on the Royal Kingdoms podcast. We also like to thank GospelRiver.com for the following song, Beams of Heaven As I Go. God bless you all. Until the next time, good night. <laughs>